This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We've talked sporadically about what uh, a second term for President Trump might uh, bring and so far as economic policies. We always talk about tax cuts and deregulation and tough on trade and a number of other things. But there's a few more kernels that are worth looking at. And we bring in my great friend, Russell Vogt. He's a former director of the Office of Management and Budget during the Trump administration. He is now president of the Center for Renewing America. First of all, Russ, you and Mary, Happy New Year's. Thanks for coming on. Happy New Year, Larry. Good to be on your show and hear your voice. Yeah, no, I've, I've been bereft. We haven't had you on the TV or the radio, but your your time is coming. You know, Russ, I wrote a piece, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago, talked about it on the air, um, and I mentioned, in addition to taxes and regulations and trade, I mentioned two things, nobody picked up on it, made me think about you. Number one, I think there's a very good chance President Trump, if he's reelected, would go for at least what we used to call budget impoundment, uh, executive orders for budget impoundment, uh, which would take unused funds. You know more about this than I would, uh, but if it's not being spent properly, take it off the books. And then I want to get to tenured civil service. But I remember the Nixon battles long, long time ago over budget impoundment. My former boss, Ronald Reagan, talked about budget impoundment, never got far with Congress. Uh, Russ, if I'm not mistaken, you've talked about budget impoundment and how it could be used as an important uh, economic growth weapon. No, Larry, you're right on, on Mark. I mean, President Trump's already put out a, a video on this, one of his speeches uh, articulating what I believe wholeheartedly, and that is as a budget expert, I believe the loss of executive impoundment uh, by the president and his administration that Presidents for 200 years from Jefferson really began its use to Richard Nixon when it was taken away at the lowest moment of the executive branch's power uh, has been the original sin for our inability to control spending. And that's fundamentally because at that moment you lost the separation of powers. And so what had been a carefully balanced power of the purse, which was meant to set a ceiling, became an all-important uh, cudgel to spend up to uh, a floor. Mm. And as a result, we have things like use it or lose it, where you go around every agency and you wonder, why do we have this epidemic of uh, in, uh, in need of flat screen TVs and coffee machines at the end of the fiscal year? It's because there's this pressure that Congress said, you must spend every dollar that we have spent. And the president has lost his ability throughout the year to say, no, I don't, I don't think we need this funding. We're going to do it cheaper and we're going to do it in a different way than, than you've prescribed. One example could be just <clears throat> a few moments ago in the prior segment, uh, our friend Mike Falkender noted 
that the Bidens are still want to spend out COVID money, unused COVID money, Russell vote. Now, would that be a candidate for impoundment? Of course. I mean, anytime you've got a place where, you know, events have transpired to, to take away the need for the spending and Congress just hasn't simply ca- ca- caught up, you are squarely in the, in, in the area of impoundment. Other things like foreign aid, where you're talking about the, con- the president's constitutional role uh, mm. as commander in chief or the chief diplomat of the country. Uh, these are these are these are no brainer areas that uh, even we were starting to pioneer, quite frankly, in the first administration. The, the, the president had never come out and said as as publicly as he has now said, I don't like the Impoundment Control Act. I think it's unconstitutional. We're going to challenge it in court. We're going to challenge it legislatively. And we're going to challenge it from the standpoint of uh, as an independent uh, uh, actor constitutionally who takes swears and oaths to the Constitution to say mm-hmm. these are the areas where we think uh, it doesn't apply. And we're going to we're going to use our discretion not to spend money. What do you do with stuff? Uh, I mean, this is something that interests me a lot. I think it'd be a very useful <clears throat> uh, budget tool, budget weapon. So you have this um, uh, misnamed Inflation Reduction Act that piles on all these green energy subsidies, Russ. But a lot of these subsidies were so poorly defined that they basically had no ceilings. I mean, I've seen estimates by Penn Wharton and other uh, so-called independent observers, where th- there wouldn't be hundreds of billions that would come to trillions because there's no time limits to these subsidies and there's no actual amounts tied to these subsidies. Now, maybe that would be a candidate for budget empowerment. Definitely. And and there you have a – I don't even think Congress would dispute it. When, when, they've, when they've written laws and, and on, the, on the – we call it the direct side of the House, the mandatory side, hmm. in such a way – uh, that it gives you total ability and discretion on the on the executive branch uh, side of of Pennsylvania Ave. There is no debate whatsoever as to whether you can pull that money in or and 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 reduce it. So um, you, even if that just means you're you know you're sitting on it for for, for quite some time. And you you saw the things that we were doing. Um, we had many of those policy conversations about ways to. Uh, lower the cost of prescription drugs or any, mm-hmm. anything in that in that world of of using the laws that Congress has passed uh, when they basically said you're going we're, we're, we're going to we're going to have you write the laws for us. Well, mm-hmm. that gives the executive branch more ability to not spend money as well. But this is really important. This debate, this this conversation, because the president has put something out that you know no one has talked about since the 1970s and and you know in in that time period. And conservatives hated it at the time, and as a result, you know, over time they've 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 gotten their eye off the ball, mm-hmm. and they said like this this no longer has merit. But it's an important tool, and I really believe it would change fundamentally the balance of power back to what the Constitution had in mind. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm raising it. Um, Russ, in the remaining time, there's another issue out there, and that is reforming the civil service 
tenured civil service reminds me of the tenured left-wing faculty at Harvard. Um, <laughs> you've got, you know, you've got these people with permanent positions. Um, they may or may not be answerable to what the president's own policy goals are, policy directives are. And from time to time, people have talked about reform. I don't have to, <clears throat> just give me quick 30 seconds, Russ. 30 seconds. This is one of the main places that the, the administrative state wields power. And there are ways to go at it to make it more like at-will employment, which the rest of the country understands and knows. And this would be vital to getting a handle on the country and saving it from the left. Yeah. No tenure deep state. We're going to talk some more about this uh, on the TV and radio. Russell Vogt, former OMB director under President Trump, President Center for Renewing America. Happy New Year, everybody. Stock market work on the other side of the break. If you talk, we'll hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. 